0: Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello wonderful. This is Sarah and I'm here with Heather Leg and we are talking about women confidence, success in business and life. And she is the author of the book, Lead with Moxie. And Heather, you interviewed like a hundred women to figure out what made them
1: successful? Yeah. Thanks for having me on, by the way. Um, You're welcome. You're welcome. uh, It turned out to be 111 interviews, which is kind of a weird but auspicious number. So yeah, it started with 10 phone calls just to ask some women business owners that I knew that were already very successful by anyone's standards um just for a marketing campaign i was working with my coach at the time and she said well what you know you've been talking about your ideal client being this woman in business you know and um what if you said you were only going to work with women in business that with certain attributes and i said well i don't know i just felt i needed validation like so many of us <laughs> so that was the summer of 2015 started with 10 phone calls um, and, and I asked them a short series of questions. What, you know, what skills and behaviors does it take from you as an individual, uh, in order to accelerate your success in business, um, you know, your organizational success and what advice would you give to other women? What happens when you get stuck? Uh, just a sh- short series of questions. These phone calls were amazing. So the first 10, you know, I promised them 20 minutes in and out. And they were so willing to take the time and they expanded. They were closer to an hour and they just let their hair down and shared all kinds of things with me that I was not expecting. So I really got a peek behind the curtain with these power women and realized, oh my gosh, we're all the same. We're all struggling with the same crap inside. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it just manifests externally in different ways, you know? So I discovered... Well, they first, they had to said, oh, well, what did the other women say? So I realized, oh, of course, <laughs> yes. right? We have this human curiosity. So never breaching confidentiality. I shared, sure. well, you know, some of these themes came up and it's, you should talk to so-and-so and you should talk to so-and-so. So all these other women. So around 30 something interviews, I was like, wow, I really, I really have something here. So it sat on the shelf for chunks of time. Cause you know, I was running a business. <laughs> a busy lady, like all of us. And then i pick it up again. Cause I just, ah, wow. You know, those things that just will not let you go. It's like, this is mm-hmm. really amazing. This is important to share with women all over the world, women in business, just, just about women being successful and the, the extra pressures we put on ourselves. We are so hard on ourselves so there were some surprises, and then there were fifteen themes of skills and behaviors that popped up. Advice for other women. So then, somewhere you know, around four-ish years into it, it's like somebody said, "You should write a book." I'm like, "Oh, I've always said I would like to write a book someday." So I wrote a book, published it, uh, November of 2019, and it's chock full of success stories and uh, findings from the interviews. Stories about coaching people since 2006. And so it's, you know, it's just a t- ton of fun, but yes, I interviewed 111 women.
0: <laughs> so is it, let me, let me guess. I'm going to be facetious. Is it this, the way to be successful is people pleasing, always putting yourself last, never asking for what you want, um, you know, I'm being silly right now, but, uh, oh, uh, over- working, yeah. yeah, overworking yourself until complete exhaustion, never filling mm-hmm. your own bucket. What else do women do that are counterproductive, Precisely. um, you know?
1: Worrying too never, much about what other people think. Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: uh, never trusting your intuition, right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So obviously those were not what you found. Uh, what did yeah. you find? Yeah, yeah. what did what, you know, if there were some takeaways that you saw across the board that can help our listeners become successful, what, what were they?
1: Yeah, there were too many for a short conversation like this, but there were some big some biggies for me partly mm-hmm. and i think these would would be surprises to most women or at least i think so here's what happened and since that summer of 2015 i have seen a pretty big shift in our world in terms of accepting who we are more readily you know and i mm-hmm. and you know this last year plus <laughs> has pushed us to accept ourselves a little bit differently, to to give ourselves more grace. And so I think we've we've had to learn some skills that we maybe should have been better, felt like we should have been better at before. So that's kind of a blessing. So some of it doesn't feel as surprising in this climate um, as it did to me initially almost, yeah, six years ago. Wow, that seems insane. (laughs) So... One of the things I was most surprised about because in my working lifetime, you know, when I first started working, the powerful women or the successful women in business were not really very supportive of other women. And they were har- They were harder on us than they were on, you know, the men that we worked with. So I was really surprised by this incredible sisterhood of support. Every single woman that I asked to do the interviews said, yes, every single woman said women need to support other women better. I mean, I really expected, I don't know, maybe 50% of them to say I paid my dues and you should, which is what I heard a lot of when I was younger. So things really have shifted. So, uh, wow. Yeah. That was a big discovery for me. Um, another one was that, even when everything seems so perfect, uh and I don't think this would be as big of a surprise now as it was for me against you know, six, <laughs> four to six years ago. Uh, even when everything seems so perfect on the outside, we are all struggling with something. We see, we only see the things we're we're not good at, or you know, we're not mm-hmm. good at recognizing what we're amazing at, or how I, you know, I love my strong thighs instead of what the bleep is a cellulite all about, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Or I'm really good at this. I'm not fantastic at this other skill, but really good at these things. We're just not good at recognizing the good things that we're already doing. Um, So we don't have a balanced approach and we're so critical of ourselves and that energy. We bring that to the table, every conversation that we have. So when we're not feeling great about ourselves, people can misinterpret that. Yeah. To be, it can feel intimidating or or harsh to the people that were around. And they feel like we're criticizing them when really, you know, something I learned in business, people said, Oh, I had put you on this pedestal. I thought you were perfect. I'm like, why are why did people have this idea? Well, I was trying to be perfect. I never thought for a second that I was, but I was putting that pressure on myself and it was coming across in these relationships in my life. So I did see a theme of that. We are too hard on ourselves, but we are getting a little better at recognizing what we're good at. So through some of those earlier interviews, uh, some of the women happened to know each other and knew, in some cases, knew that they were both being interviewed. So they said, oh, Sarah is amazing at this. She's so good at sales. I just watch her and I'm like, why can't I be like her? And then the other person, Sarah would say, Heather is so good at sales. I want to be more like her. She's my, she's my inspiration. When I go out and do these things, I thought, good grief. These people are (laughs) saying this about each other. They're not seeing how great they are. I just thought it was a lot of fun to have that, you know, behind the curtain. Well, one of the interesting things
0: is the things that are easy for us that we don't have to work at, we don't give that much credit to, but it's like those are the things that excel us and make us money and make us successful and make us who we are. You know, I obviously uh, love the art of the conversation, right? So I host a (laughs) podcast and conversations are always easy for me. I grew up in a very public setting where I was having to meet new people all the time. I was in situations with new people just all the time. And, you know, it's like starting a conversation or finding a way to connect with someone is very easy for me. For other people, it's like, oh, that's so great. You can do that. But I never think, oh, I'm really good at talking because it's just talking. That's ridiculous to be good at talking. Right. And so sometimes we don't give ourselves I I have evolved. I'm better at it now, you know. But it's it's often the things that are easiest for us that we don't give the credit to.
1: And those are the things we're best at. That's exactly right. And so that's partly just human nature, like you said. We just don't see our own strengths well. Um, but we're The challenge is we're not looking for them often enough, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're, we have this imbalanced view of ourselves or we tend to have a very imbalanced view. Like I'm failing in all these 1400 areas and I'm, I'm good at three. Like, no, yeah, no, no, (laughs) it's probably like (laughs) amazing at 70 and could be better at 20, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other big thing, thing. So the theme, the 15 themes of skills and behaviors became chapters in the book and then they're organized into sections. So one of the big ahas for me was the, um, I love this word moxie. So it's been one of my favorite words since I read it in a book. I was like 12 years old and I was like, Ooh, I want to be like her. She was the description of this strong and kind of spunky woman in the book. She was, I don't know, solving mysteries probably cause that's my, my, that's my thing. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I discovered that it takes sort of this tripod of courage and clarity and focus in order to be successful. And so most of us are, are not quite where we want to be either in all three or in, you know, one of the, or some combination of those, but, but just trying to organize the information that I come back into themes and sections really gave me a lot of insight into how we navigate the world. And so whether it's, we think we're not great at conversation and, and how we show up is it takes a lot of courage to show mm-hmm. up in situations where you don't feel particularly courageous, but it's, it's how we take care of ourselves and how we prepare for those situations. How, you know, that self-talk, that is so critical self-talk, critical in uh, twofold. One, which could be less harsh and less critical, but it is critically important that we have good self-talk. So yeah. it's, you know, how do we build ourselves up? How do we build up our courage and, um, and feel good about how we're showing up in the world of business? And, and so, yeah, courage is one of those that every. Almost everyone said they wish they had more, some variation of courage. And do you want me to share the other big aha?
0: Well, yeah, but I would also like to know clarity and focus. Um, I personally have courage, I think, pretty much in spades. Uh, Focus, most people would say not so much, right? (laughs) My friends and family (laughs) might say, uh, you know, I had a little less focus. Um, The... (laughs) when I did Brenda Burchard's high performance coaching, they talked about clarity, clarity, clarity. And I had a coaching call today and I was like, clarity, clarity, clarity. What are your three main focus points? What are your timelines for each, which I need to personally do again for, for bounce back coaching. Um, so talk a little bit about what you mean by clarity and
1: focus. Sure. clarity. you know, it's like when you, when you go through the, the process of, putting your business plan together or Mm -hmm. you're considering whether to follow a project or take on a new client or whatever, right? Like, well, what's the end goal? What's the point? What's the point? (laughs) Why do it at all? So I think people often miss that step. So they're lacking clarity. They're not super clear on what they would like to see happen or what the payoff is for them. And it could be personal, it could be monetary, doesn't even really matter what the payoff is, but it has to have meaning for them. So what's your vision? You know, what's your, what's the purpose of it? So to me, that's just a super quick description. And then the focus is how are you, how do your actions support that purpose and how are you staying on track, uh, breaking things down into micro tasks, if that's what it takes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I tend, well, I'm very careful about balancing my week, not my day. Um, and even better, I balance every two weeks because within a two week period, I record new podcasts. I'm on other people's podcasts. I learn something. I have great enrollment calls. I have great coaching calls. I have great group coaching, you know, I mean all the things, right. Mm -hmm. But if you just looked at one day, some days I'm really heavy on being a great mom. And some days I'm really heavy on being a great podcast host or writer or coach or business owner or admin for my business, right? So that has helped me personally on on the focus and really thinking over the course of a week or two weeks, I want to um, really show up for the people in my life in certain ways. I want to really show up for my business in certain ways and my clients in certain ways. And I'm going to really show up to the world, which is through podcasting, you know, that type. Um, And it's, it's those three points that it'd be really hard to do that in a day. All those three things well in a day, but over the course of a week, I can move the needle a bit in each of those
1: areas. Right. Great. Yeah. Best practice for sure. And I I don't know some of us are just naturally better at that. We get it. And some people really struggle to get the balance or intentional imbalance, if you will. Um, sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, like one of my Mm -hmm. clients, we've just had this conversation. Her family is staying with her. And it's the first time she's seen them in a year, of course. And um, she's running a business, a very successful business. And she's like, well, my team's in a good place. I feel guilty not being available for them. I'm like, whoa, hold the guilt. No, it's yeah. intentional imbalance. This is time. She's like, I haven't, I need to spend time with my parents, my sister, I need sister time. I'm like, do it. You're doing it. And don't, don't make the decision, follow through and don't feel guilty. Right. When it's intentional." That's good. So yeah, that's a that's a great practice to take that one or two weeks because a lot of us um have a cadence of you know, sort of A weeks and B weeks with um Okay, yeah, yeah uh-huh. right with um podcasting type things or client, certain types of clients or certain types of projects. So yep, good practice. Yeah
0: I love that. <laughs> I have uh, yeah, a A and B weeks, yes, and that really fits with my even my kids' schedule. I'm obviously in a season of heavy kids activities right now because that's one of the things I'm talking about. But it is that um intentional. I, I do work a lot and I love to work and all that kind of thing. And my kids are nine and eleven. They still think I'm cool. I really want to like show up for them in that way, right? Um, and when they are 18 and 20, my life's gonna look completely different. My business is gonna look completely different. My two weeks are gonna look completely different, you know. And when they were two and four. It was just like, (laughs) (laughs) I could never have done, you know, this type of stuff. I would have been crying in the background and, and really thinking even of seasons, you know, um, and different seasons of our life and different focus points for those different seasons. That's the only way all women want to do it all, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we want to do it all at the same time.
1: Yep, not possible. Not
0: yeah. Yeah. I think Gretchen Rubin said you can have you can have it all, but you can't have it all at the same time. And it was like, okay, it's something my friend reminds me. We remind each other all the time, and it's like you can have it all, just not all at once, you know? Right, Um, Right. too much. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. So you know, I went to a therapist for a period of time after my dad. Passed away, and we ended up working on my major perfectionism issues.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. (laughs) No, it's good. I mean, I loved it. I didn't want to give it up because it made me such a high performer, right? I know. A lot Mm -hmm. of these women that I interviewed could relate, but Mm -hmm. perfectionism, it was just killing me. You know, Mm -hmm. I, so one of the things the therapist said is very similar. She's like, okay, so when I ask you what is doing your best, and, you know, in this, in all these like 12 areas in the course of it, Day or a week, and you think you're failing. Like, do, do you not understand? You can't be doing your best, you can't be at 100% in all these different areas. There's only so much of you to go around. I'm like, yeah, but I can figure it out. <laughs> like, I know I if you're better at time it, management, I can, then I can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can do it, you know. Yeah. And, and so, it finally sunk in after I don't know, three sessions mm-hmm. of discussing. She's like, do you see what I'm telling you? So, it's, it's basically exactly what you said, or Gretchen Rubin may have said. You can't be perfect at all of the things all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And actually I'm so, so grateful that I now, I'm not like, I don't even want to be perfect anymore. <laughs> I really yeah. don't. Oh, that's awesome. It's a huge wow. Like I've come a long way in the in the decade and a half. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Just a decade and a half. No big deal. I'm sure everyone will be amazing (laughs) after this podcast. It's all gonna be fixed. We're gonna magic fairy dust you. (laughs) Yeah. So what else did you uncover within those those 15 things? Anything else that really Um, stuck out?
1: So many things, but the one I sort of alluded to a couple minutes back was. Man, this one really blew me away, and this one changed me forever. Uh, I mean, the whole project really did uh, for the better. Just in case it wasn't clear, <laughs> clarity, clarity. But this one just blew me away. is the way people talked about. <laughs> I, I don't even. Each time I talk about it, it comes across a little bit differently because it just sounds so foreign on some level to some people. Love has a place in business, or nourishing your business is sort of like, you know, nourishing your baby. So a lot of us women business owners, our business is another baby. It's like we, you know, we're attached, we're kind of emotionally attached and we do nourish it. But so this is where we There's, you know, 90 something percent overlap between how, you know, the skills and behaviors that women need to be successful in business and what men need to be successful in business. But how we talk about ourselves and how we how we express ourselves, how we convey, and the certain decisions that we make and what we base our decisions on can be different. And this is an area I was like, whoa, I was really struck. So these women were talking about you know, sort of nurturing their employees, caring for their employees, this notion of taking care of clients and just, just partly semantics with the words. But after so many interviews, I started seeing this pattern of love, not, not most of them were using the word love. But yeah, eventually love has a place in business and it is okay to show caring in business. And I think when I was younger, it was like, Oh, (laughs) you cannot show any weakness or love or any emotions or any girly crap. Right. Or you're going to get run over (laughs) like bulldozed, but no, things have changed. And it's how we, it's like showing caring is really showing more strength than, than whatever antiquated notions were out there. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciated how some of the women, you know, in one case I had to increase the the categories for um, gross revenue. Um, I had to add a category over 25 million. (laughs) I was talking to one of these women and she was talking about this topic more than any of them. And I was like, woo, you know, this is amazing. So that was in the first, I don't know, 20 interviews or so. And I was like, Hmm, this is really interesting. She's talking about self-care and really caring for the clients and sounded like she didn't get any work done in a day. And yet she's, you know, pulling in 30 million. (laughs) I was like, what am I missing here? This is really cool. And so it is, is from this place of, you know, with love in your heart, going out there and doing business and, and being the kind of person that people want to do business with and the kind of person that people want to be friends with and, and hang out with. And, um, So I didn't explain that particularly well, but you get the idea and it is just like, wow, it's okay to be loving and nurturing and, um, and show some strong femininity in business.
0: So I named my business, like not the real name, but I named it like a person. And so I had a wondrous woman from years ago named Nikki. And I just, liked her so much I connected with her and so I have a reminder on my phone that says are you taking care of Nikki because obviously I'm a relationship person right and so when I was now it's you know a a really good strong habit but at the time it was easier for me to pay attention to my relationships than my relationship with my business right Mm -hmm. and uh so it changed my world when Mm -hmm. I thought of my business as like a friend or one of my children it's like you know I want to make sure this person's taken care of. I want to make sure this person's taken care of and I want to make sure Nikki's taken care of and, and naming this process, Nikki, it changed so much for me because I'm naturally relational, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's about people, not profit or what you know whatever else, even though it is a business, you know but right. that that idea just flipped something for me and just
1: allowed me to step into my own success in a completely different way. That is awesome. I love that you shared that. What a perfect example. Yes. I know. I know. It's awesome. Yeah. And it reminds me of, you know, because I spoke with so many women in um, uh, different areas of financial type institutions, and they have a hard time holding on to women because, I mean, things are changing, fortunately, but women are so much better in that job like as a financial services representative yeah. because we are more relational typically right mm-hmm. not so transactional yeah i just want to buy and sell this stock no they're like i want to care for you and make sure you have yeah. financial goals so it's it matters and and you know some of the top producers are women for that very reason so it's really cool yeah
0: and the future is female right <laughs> <Heck> yes absolutely <laughs> and and male i have a son and a husband and a father i love absolutely. i, I yeah it's I like them all. Yeah, I know. I'm
1: married to a truly good man since uh, 1995. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not a man at all. And, you know, I like still a good, sometimes up to 50% of my clients are men. I mean, I don't, yeah, it's great. The caring ones are the ones that I work with,
0: though. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Heather, tell people where they can find out more about you and your book, Lead with Moxie.
1: Ah, sure, thank you. Um, I'm pretty easy to find online. So, Heather Leg L E G G E, Envision Success Inc. Com is my website. The book is on Amazon, Lead with Moxie, M O X I E. I'm all over pretty much every platform. So, <laughs> track me down.
0: <laughs> awesome. On- Well, thank you for helping us on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. The past, get real about the present or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group,